Welcome to MedTalk Idaho, presented by Idaho Urologic Institute and the Surgery Center of Idaho. We are broadcasting from Meridian, Idaho. I'm Barb Nielsen, the PRN Marketing Director for IUI and SCI. As many people know, June is Men's Health Month, a time to focus on men's health issues and remind the men in your life to get in to see their health care providers for overall wellness and health care screenings. With me today is Dr. Joseph Williams. Dr. Williams is one of our board certified certified urologist here at IUI and is also the medical director of Surgery Center of Idaho. Dr. Williams is the director of our Men's Health of Idaho program and he is also the president-elect of the Idaho Medical Association. So welcome Dr. Williams, we're glad to have you here with us today. Thank you. So most of us know that men are far less likely to seek medical care including preventive services, screenings, that kind of thing more so than women. Why is this? Well, I think that it's not so much that men are against going to see the doctor. Some men are, but but compared to women, um, women have been told for, for decades that they need to go in for routine screenings for, for pretty scary pathologies. Um, cervical cancer uh, screening involves the pap smear, and, and all women know that that needs to be a part of their routine medical care. Um, also, breast cancer screening uh, is, has been very well publicized in all aspects of our culture. Uh, you know, in September, uh, the pro football players are, are wearing pink all over their uniforms uh, to remind uh, women and society about the necessities of paying attention to breast cancer risk. We don't have that strong of a cultural impetus uh, as it relates to men's health, although I think we maybe should. Uh, prostate cancer, something that we deal with routinely, is the, the second leading cause of cancer death in men in the United States. And so uh, a, a cultural uh, push uh, is, is probably necessary for men's health issues. We do see a little bit of that in September for Prostate Cancer Awareness Month, but not nearly on the same level that we see uh, for October in uh, breast cancer. Truly. Awareness. Yeah. So what is Men's Health of Idaho? Men's Health of Idaho is our program uh, at Idaho Urologic Institute uh, intended to improve the health of men uh, in our um, uh, patient treatment area in the Treasure Valley uh, and in surrounding areas in Southern Idaho. Um, what we do is concentrate on evaluating men who present for specific men's health problems, but also serve as hopefully the gatekeeper uh, on introducing men to medical care. If a patient comes to us for, with a problem, and they don't have a primary care doctor, uh, one of our driving ethics is to get them into a primary care doctor, especially if they're older than age 50. Uh, because starting at age 50, uh, men need to be looking at uh, their whole body health process and begin some screening processes. So let's say a man walks into your clinic there and he, the question he has for you is, what are the best things I can do to be healthy? What would your answer be? That's a that's a it's a great question, uh, and I'll I'll dive into that in just a minute. Uh, first of all, 
let me say that men are usually coming to us with a specific question. It's usually out of concern for having low testosterone, or it's because they've begun to have less confidence in the ability in their ability to make a good and sustainable erection, or they're having difficulties with urination, uh, or they have questions about prostate health. So in that process, we are assessing the health of the entire person. Um, and for so many of the pathologies that we get involved with, lifestyle decisions uh, play a big part. Uh, there are things involved with genitourinary cancer that don't have much to do with uh, health risk factors. Those kinds of malignancies just happen out of the blue. But for so many of the other issues that we deal with, uh, lifestyle choices play a big part and lifestyle choice consequences play a big part. So the elephant in the room here is uh, uh, two main areas that we talk about all the time, smoking and being overweight. So with that in mind, I'll answer your question. What's the best thing that a man can do to help ensure that he remains healthy? I like to think that if we paid attention to what we learned in the second grade, we would be a much healthier society. In the second grade, we were taught uh, we need to eat four square, I mean, three square meals a day, and we were taught about the food pyramid and how we need to choose foods from each of the groups and in moderation spread out those food group choices throughout our day. If we did that in reasonable amounts, we wouldn't have the obesity epidemic that we have in the United States. Uh, the United States is notorious around the world for, uh, for our being uh, way too overweight and not healthy because of that. Uh, the other big issue is, um, is smoking. Uh, thankfully, we have seen marked decreases in the incidence of uh, cigarette smoking uh, around um, the nation over the past 20 to 30 years. We have this new habit of vaping and we really don't understand the health implications of vaping. We've all heard the recent stories in the last year of uh, severe lung illnesses happening in uh, a small group of people that, that vape. And it looks like that's because of the stuff that's put in the vaping chemicals. But in the big picture, we don't understand uh, whether or not vaping is protective compared to smoking cigarettes uh, or if it's actually as bad. We do know that smoking hurts the body. It actually hurts every tissue in the body, mainly because of blood vessel disease. And we've known this uh, my entire life. I'm 58 years old. And around the time I was born is when we started putting the labels on cigarette packages by uh, uh, FDA promoted government law that says that smoking poses risks to our health. So we've known that my entire life. And so to tell men vehemently they need to quit smoking is, is justified. 
Uh, I deal with bladder cancer routinely. Bladder cancer is uh, absolutely, without a doubt, uh, caused by cigarette smoking. So, so we should not smoke if we want to be healthy. We should eat well if we want to be healthy. We need to moderate alcohol intake. Uh, I won't say uh, that we have to eliminate alcohol intake because there's plenty of studies that talk about a glass or two of red wine a day adds antioxidants to our system and that can have health benefits. Uh, but beyond moderate alcohol intake is also a health risk. We need to get good rest and we need to exercise routinely. Uh, kids exercise uh, inherently. Uh, adults do not. We are way more sedentary than kids are. Uh, and again, back in the second grade, we had recess every day. Uh, we'd be much healthier in the United States if we had recess every day. Uh, but, but we just can't wrap our arms around that from a productivity standpoint. The other big thing I like to talk to patients about is that they should have a lot of friends that they interact with routinely. And the way that that could be manifested is going to church or joining a bowling league. Uh, and the reason for that is that we've got many studies, both in the cancer uh, literature, but also the general health literature that says the more relationships we have, the more we laugh, uh, the more active we are in public, uh, the healthier we are. And so uh, that's why I preach about going to church or joining a bowling league. Um, so that's, that would be my answer to the man who just asked me about their general health. So what kind of screenings, that kind of thing should, at what ages, could you expand on that a little bit? Sure, sure. The process of health screening has undergone a lot of scrutiny in the past um, in the past 10 years, uh, there are a lot of things that people talk about that we should do and get checked. Uh, the government has, uh, has formed a group called the United States Preventative Services Task Force. And they are, uh, they are very strict with adhering to medical research uh, to give recommendations on what we should be doing from a screening process and what we shouldn't be doing from a screening process. Uh, a screening study has to pass uh, uh, pretty stringent hurdles to be recommended. Uh, we have a list of things that men should get checked in their life as they age. And, and most of these click over uh, once a man reaches 50. But certainly a man in their 30s or 40s, if they're overweight, if they take a medication for blood pressure, diabetes, or high cholesterol, should have some of these things done way earlier. And what I mean by that is an EKG to check the rhythm of their heart, a colonoscopy to check whether or not they have colon cancer, uh, have their blood pressure measured, uh, and have a general physical exam. That should happen sometime between 35 and 50. Uh, the idea of a yearly physical exam has really kind of dropped out of favor because it's not, it's not critical, but a, but a man should see a physician sometime in that time frame. 
And then once we hit 50, we need to have a routine visit with a physician every year or two to have these things checked. If we get into the weeds, we also should tell men that they should do a, a self-exam of their scrotum to help make sure that they don't have testis cancer. Testis cancer is the leading soft tissue malignancy in young men, and it grows very quickly. And usually a man doesn't notice it until they stumble upon something going on in their scrotum, or their partner does, and there is a tumor. Then we have to get busy. Uh, testis cancer is one of the uh, miracle stories of medical care in the last 30 years. Uh, it used to be uniformly deadly. Now it's almost always cured, but we have to do a lot of work. So getting into a monthly self-exam is a good idea. Um, so one of the things that I was surprised to learn in my years in urology was that sometimes one condition can lead to, well, I'll just go, I have heard that um, men that come in for erectile dysfunction, oftentimes they don't know that there's something else going on within their body, like their, um, I, I don't know how you would even describe it, like that. Uh, coronary artery disease, that kind of thing. Sure, can, sure. Can you tell a little bit about that? Absolutely. So the risk factors for erectile dysfunction in young men, and when I say young men, I'm talking about men in their 40s and 50s. Uh, with our average life expectancy, expectancy in the United States being 79, a man in their 40s and 50s are still, uh, from a health standpoint, considered young. But if a man is beginning to have difficulties getting an erection when they're in their 40s and 50s, then we need to we need to look at the risk factors for that: high blood pressure, diabetes, dyslipidemia, or high cholesterol. Uh, so those are risk factors for erectile dysfunction, but those are also risk factors for having a heart attack. And when we look at cause-effect relationships, men who come to the doctor for erectile dysfunction need to have their heart looked at at least with an EKG, maybe a stress test, because usually men are at risk for early heart attack if they can't make a reliable erection in their 40s or 50s. So we are very aware of that at Men's Health of Idaho. And, and again, we're interested in the entire patient's health. So what can they expect when they come into the Men's Health of Idaho? What's the program? What can they expect as far as they come in, they meet with you, then well, we want to hear what their main presenting problem is and hone in on that. But we absolutely do a comprehensive physical exam and we and we absolutely uh, understand the medications that they're on, the supplements that they use, uh, their habits, whether or not they smoke uh, or use IV drugs, how much alcohol they take in, uh, stuff like that, how much they exercise. All of that plays an important role in usually the problem that we that we are going to attend to uh, from a genitourinary health standpoint. And they, you can refer them uh, to other specialists. Is this a, a, a quicker process than they, they would experience elsewhere or? Yeah, I think so. We have a lot of friends in the medical community. Uh, if a patient comes in and they're having difficulties having an erection because uh, they have a chronic low back pain that they've ignored over years and they and they just can't perform like they would like to because 
they're in pain, then we can get patients to the right people to check out their back pain. Uh, uh, if the patient needs a chiropractor, we work with uh, the, with those folks. We work with alternative medicine providers. Uh, of course, we work with primary care physicians. Uh, we frequently send patients out for sleep studies if we think that they have a sleep apnea issue. Sleep apnea is associated with low testosterone and erectile dysfunction uh, as an independent risk factor. So we ask about uh, sleep patterns also. So the men's health program, is that available at all three of your clinics in Boise, Nampa and Meridian? You bet. So we have uh, our main office in Meridian. We have uh, uh, satellite offices in downtown Boise and uh, near the Garrity exit in Nampa. Do you have anything else you'd like to add, Dr. Williams? I could go on and on, okay. but uh, but I think this has been this has been great. Thank uh, you. Well, thank you for joining us today. And for more information about Dr. Williams, the Men's Health of Idaho program, or any of the other services at Idaho Urologic Institute, please call 208-639-4900 or go to our website at www.idurology.com. Thank you.